know it's the world that I belong in. I, I instantly fell in love. I became so excited uh, and passionate about the disease process and, and more so learning about the why behind diseases as well. It's just, oh, it's just incredible. I'm Associate Professor Trish Leong, an anatomical pathologist and Vice President of the Royal College of Pathologists of Australasia. Find your path to pathology with the RCPA Microwaves podcast. Uh, welcome to everyone. Hi, and welcome to the RCPA Microwaves podcast. If you don't already know, I'm Associate Professor Trish Leong. I'm an anatomical pathologist and I'm the Vice President of the Royal College of Pathologists. And a warning to our listeners today, I've started intermittent fasting. So if I trail off, it just means that I have zero blood sugar. However, our guest today has more, has plenty to say. So, um, so I'm sure he'll be able to fill in any awkward silences on my part as I pass out. Today, I'm delighted to speak with Harry Gaffney. Harry is a final year medical student at Flinders University in Adelaide, my old stomping ground. He's a rural medicine advocate. He's had a placement with the Royal Flying Doctors Service, and he spent a year working rurally in 2021. He's also completed an undergraduate degree ma majoring in microbiology and immunology, and has a strong passion for pathology with a particular interest in anatomical hematology and microbiology. Harry, that's everything. That's nearly everything. <laughs> You've got to narrow your focus. <laughs> Harry recently received an RCPA medical student grant to attend pathology update, and he joined us virtually earlier this year. He's also currently undertaking research in pathology at the Flinders Medical Centre, while currently studying to sit the upcoming BPS exam. Welcome, Harry. It's fantastic to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Trish. It's really exciting to be here. I personally think that intermittent fasting is just a fancy way of saying skipping breakfast, uh, but I'm also an intermittent faster as well, so no breakfast for me well, this morning. Well, in that, in that case, I was a long-term intermittent faster all through my uni years, which must have been <laughs> why I was so why I was uh, why I weighed so much less. That's that's what that's what we'll, uh, that's the story we'll go with. Anyway, on less about me, more about you, Harry. <laughs> so, a medic, medical student that's that's actually interested in pathology look i'm i'm delighted to hear that these these rare beasts still exist and we're hoping to create more of them can you tell um can you tell me and our listeners what is it that excites you about pathology uh, uh look to, to to answer that question i guess i'm gonna have to take uh, our our um, listeners and viewers through a bit of a journey so it started in my undergraduate degree um and basically progressed onwards from there so um, during my undergraduate degree, I, I studied microbiology and, and molecular biology and, and some immunology as well. Um, they were my majors. And you know what? Out of every single topic I did, they were by far my favorite. Um, you know, I love learning about the microcosmos and um, especially the behaviors of those, you know, tiny little organisms that we can't see with our naked eye and how they, you know, cause disease. And, you know, and, and throughout undergraduate, uh, I'd always find myself trying to find avenues to bring up microbiology with my peers, just into any casual conversation, just, just so I could try and get other people excited about it. Because honestly, I think that you need to get excited about it. It is so cool. And I think that people aren't excited about it because you can't see it without a microscope. Um Anyway, I just think it's impossible, the, uh, impossibly incredible, the, the amount of um, activity that's constantly happening at a micro and molecular level that causes us to exist. And, um, you know, I just feel so passionate about it. 
you know, I after doing a pathology rotation, I, I, it's only been reaffirmed that I know it's the world that I belong in. And, you know, after undergraduate, I got into a postgraduate medical course at Flinders University uh, and I was introduced to pathology a little bit further and I, I instantly fell in love. I became so excited uh, and passionate about the disease process and and more so learning about the why behind diseases as well. It's just, oh, it's just incredible. And, um, you know, there's a world that we can't see and there are morphological changes happening to us all the time at a cellular level. And I, I think we all need to learn more about it or at least get a little bit interested. Um, so from the MD course that I'm still in at the moment, um, you know, I love the huge positive impact uh, to health outcomes that the research in pathology can have as well. The incredible work done in advancing um, targeted breast cancer therapy, for example, or discovering the pathogenesis and that causative organism, um, HPV, of cervical cancer and developing a vaccine for it. That's just, it, it makes such an impact. Um, and even the up and coming near magic, it's pure magic, of pharmacogenetics and the potential future of personalized medicine, going to your GP and then having a specific profile for yourself to have medications that have an increased efficacy for just you. That is insane. And, you know, and pathology has so many interesting fields and it, it has so much potential to be utilized for the future as well. And look, I just urge all medical students and junior doctors to just try and get some exposure like I have and you won't regret it. <laughs> that's man, that's a fantastic story, Harry. It's you know, it's great to hear how excited and passionate you are about pathology. And that's look, that's why I'm interviewing you and you're not interviewing me because <laughs> if I, unfortunately if I had my story in my medical years, I would say I was drawn to pathology because it was a nine to five job, there was no on call, and it sounded like a good lifestyle. But <laughs> but it has also turned out to be very interesting, which might not inspire <laughs> our listeners quite as much, but it's still very relevant. Anyway, <laughs> back to you. You know, so obviously, you know, you've got a real pathology focus, but yes. you're still you're still in med school. Um, there's still there's still, you know, there is more to medicine than pathology. But how has that pathology focus helped you with um, the rest of your learning? Well, first and foremost, I only have six weeks left of medical school, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm nearly there. If we had if we had this episode six weeks later, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had that part of the uh, the question. Um, look, in in regards to helping with my learning, pathology has been absolutely invaluable. Um, I can recite a lot of things as a result of just looking into pathology, and I'll explain why. Um, for me to really learn medicine, and I think that this uh, is echoed by a lot of other medical students as well, uh, and, and students overall in any course, I have to learn the why and the pathophysiology behind a disease that I'm learning at the time. So for me, that framework of understanding starts at a cellular level, at the micro level. And then I, I zoom out into the macro and the meso thereafter to learn about the individual pathogenesis and then the, the holistic sides of things, the, the the public health sides of things too. So for me to learn about the differences, you know, I've got an example for you. For me to learn the differences between papillary, follicular, uh, medullary or anaplastic thyroid cancers, I, I needed to drill down into the histology and cytology to understand those morphological changes that occur. 
you know, and this helped me ultimately understand the disease progression um, much better. And, and, you know, the same goes for mesothelioma as well. N now that I have a solid understanding of the cellular morphological changes um, and immunohistochemical process behind diagnosing uh, mesothelioma, I will never forget the clinical aspects of disease, including, by the way, all other respiratory differential diagnoses as well. So, you know, I, I have casual conversations with people all the time, and I always bring up the the pathophysiological changes on a cellular level about these diseases. Um, and they go, how, how do you remember that? Because I'm interested in it and because I understand the why behind it on a molecular level. So ultimately, pathology, you know, I'm sure you know this, but just to our audience, pathology underpins every aspect of medicine. And to me, it's the very framework I build to understanding medicine as a whole and it's is provided uh, in value an invaluable resource and as a result I'm, I'm able to learn things better and i'm able to understand them better and i'm able to enjoy learning medicine which is fantastic for my quality of life no as they always say pathology is the basis of disease i absolutely cannot argue with that so you are a very i've got to say harry you are a very dynamic individual i feel like after this podcast, I'm going to have to, you know, lie down in the dark room for, for 15 minutes to, <laughs> to, re to recompose. You you know, I will burnt up all my energy talking to you. But having said that, you know, you're obviously um, a guy who uh, likes talking to people. You're probably a guy who, um, you know, likes, likes interaction. How do you think that's going to work? in the pathology lab, you know, they always say we're, we're introverts, we, we don't like to talk to people, um, you know, yes, I will, be, I will be lying in a dark room and then my preference is to keep my door closed, but, but I do like to think, you know, I can hold a conversation. So, you know, tell, tell me a bit about what do medical students think about, what's the image of pathologists these days? Um, what are the stereotypes? What do you think about it, having actually um, interacted with some of us in the, in the wild? <laughs> uh, before I answer that question, I think your desire to go and lay down in a dark room is your low blood glucose levels. So uh, <laughs> I don't think it's anything to do with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I think this narrative unfortunately persists uh, based on the conversations uh, that their colleagues and superiors have. And that's, that's really why I'm here um, to change that narrative. I personally think that most pathologists are drawn to pathology for its focus on demystifying human ailments and, and gaining a deeper understanding of the pathophysiology, as I've spoken about, of disease at a cellular level. And I think that allure really predominates over the fact that it's a non-patient-facing role. I know I've spoken a lot, and I, I think I could just summarize it with an analogy. Um, think about your favorite musical artist or author. Mine is Brandon Sanderson. He's a fantasy writer, and he's, he's a wonderful writer. Um, I think that all the, you know, think about all the time that they spend locked away to write their songs or write their books and those things that you love so much. And they do it because it's what they love doing, not because they don't like interacting with people. I think we need to start thinking of pathologists as the same. They're, they're doctors who are passionate about improving patients' lives by uncovering the mysteries of disease. Yeah, no, I think you, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Harry. Everything's, you know, everything's a balance. If you're if you're a complete introvert, the fact is, you know, you, you're not going to be successful in pathology because of the amount of um, communication that we have to do. Um, so, you know, while while you know, then my preference might be never to talk to anyone ever again. <laughs> on the inside, yeah. Yeah. on the inside, you know, I've. 
on a, on a day-to-day basis, I'm, I'm talking to my colleagues, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing consults, I'm, I'm running meetings, um, that's, and that's all to advance patient care. But at the same time, it's just, just as you say, looking down the microscope, though, and being able to provide a diagnosis for the patient gives me a real sense of satisfaction. There's, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a perfect completion to it. And I'm not as good at the words as you are, but <laughs> there's, there's there's something very satisfying about being able to actually see and know what the diagnosis is. You're not guessing; it's there. It's there right in front of you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, it, so unlike some medical students, you've actually spent a bit of time in a pathology lab. So, can you tell our listeners a bit about what what that's like from your perspective? Oh my goodness, yes, I can, and I could I could speak for hours about this. Um, in my time in the lab, one thing that really stands out, and my time in the lab in the office and looking at slides and cut-ups and grossing things, uh, one thing that I see, and this is a reoccurring theme in the talk, is just how welcoming uh, our pathology colleagues are while I'm there. You know, I, I always have the most interesting discussions with them about recent advancements in medical research and how it can improve patients' lives. It always ends up turning into that. How can we improve the, the lives of our patients and our health outcomes? Uh, look, I've never had more satisfying conversations than with the pathology team. That these people are—they're witty, intelligent, thoughtful. They're empathetic, and you know, just because they're not walking around in the wards doesn't mean they're not incredible people as well. Um, you know, I, I always get pulled aside to look at these fantastic slides with crib reform cells and um, intercellular bridges, and you know, I'm learning new words every day and what they mean and what they mean for the patients because that's what it all comes down to, even with pathologists. And you know, I, I'm having the time of my life. I've got um, Robin's basic pathology textbook in front of me, and uh, I'm 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 just look, I'm just loving it. I'm loving Harry, it. Harry, you, you pathology nerd, you're a pathology nerd. I have no other word for you. <laughs> okay, look, if we haven't already convinced all of your medical all of your medical student colleagues to now to now take up or at least consider pathology as a career option this is your this is your chance wrap it up for us harry what would you what are your last words for other medical students about pathology all right everyone i'm sure you've picked this up but in short i'm going to say it's all about exposure 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 i could say that um ad infinitum now my medical school is a four-year postgraduate. It's got two years of preclinical and two years of um, clinical years. And we only have a little bit of pathology teaching in our preclinical years. We have a look at a few histology slides, and, and that's about it. Um, and this does two things. One, it makes us cram and dump pathology just for exams. And due to the lack of pathology exposure in clinical years, because, you know, there aren't many motations mm -hmm. available, it, it just builds the narrative that pathology isn't especially important or has clinical value. And, you know, to this I say to all medical students and even junior doctors, try and get a rotation in pathology if you can. They are available for medical students. I know that for a fact because I am in one right now. As for junior doctors, um, I'm not too sure about that. But, you know, learn about pathology's value at face, not just a face value, not just of what you've experienced so far, but go and have a rotation, interact with pathologists, interact with the slides, interact with the grossing and the dissection. And 
you know, if there's no pathology rotations to offer, while you're on your surgery rotations, follow the biopsy or tissue specimen or you're frozen up to the pathology lab. Watch how they gross it, how they treat it and if they stain it and how they interpret and report the specimen as well. A frozen specimen is really, really good for this because there's a 20 minute turnaround for it. So it's not that much time and you get to see the entire process from start to finish. Go back and report what the pathologist has said to the surgeon. See how it navigates their treatment options live in surgery. You know, I'm currently working with several surgeons at the moment to introduce this process in, in our medical school. Um, you know, and I think it's going to go, show really great success in introducing the world of pathology to our, our medical students and, and, and show just the influence that pathologists have on the decision, uh, sorry, on the decision-making matrix uh, in surgery and, and more. So look, just get as much exposure as you can. You won't regret it. It's not much of a time investment and there's so much value as a result of it. Fantastic. Harry, it's been an absolute delight talking to you. Laboratories of the world, watch out in a couple of years time, a couple of years time. Harry's Harry's coming for you. Get ready. <laughs> Thank I'm you coming. very much. <laughs> Thank you very so much. much. Harry Gaffney. <laughs> See you, Trish. To find out more about a career in pathology, go to rcba.edu.au.